Welcome to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. I'm Philip Weigel, here with my brother, John Michael. Together, we set out to create a better program that can bridge the gap between gyms and help more athletes improve their fitness. Each week, we ask ourselves, what can we do better? And we challenge each of you to do the same. Our mission is to share our knowledge from our nearly two decades of experience as CrossFit athletes and coaches to help you approach each day's training with more purpose. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we, uh, we messed up. We didn't communicate our schedules to one another well, and uh, we didn't get this out before Monday's workout. So hopefully you guys have made it into the gyms, or you'll catch this before the afternoon classes. And uh, today, what we're doing is some heavy front squats. But we're not just doing a regular front squat, are we, John Michael? No, we're going to do two pause squats. No, one pause squat. Um, yeah, my bad. Two uh, front squats, and you're going to pause for three seconds at the bottom of the first one. Um, so what a pause squat does is it forces you guys to kind of break all momentum in the bottom, and then from the bottom up, we have to learn how to do that squat. So we don't get to bounce out of the hole as much. Um, it's really applicable to something like catching a heavy clean and getting buried. Yeah. It allows you guys to get to that bottom position, feel what it's like to not be crushed, but to definitely be pressed down. And then learn how to keep your back in a good position, learn how to keep the elbows up, learn how to keep tension and not do the classic mashed potatoes so that you can derive back out. Yeah, it's definitely a lot about holding good position while you're just getting squished a little bit with a lot of weight. Um, Once you stand up that first rep, you're probably going to take a couple seconds of pause and catch your breath and put a nice solid breath in and tighten your system again before taking your second squat. Uh, That's just a regular front squat, so you do get to use that little bit of a bounce out of the hole, but because you just wore your system down a good bit with that solid three-second hold, it's going to be a lot tougher than it would be if you were just doing a traditional double at the same weight. We want to start at 80-ish percent of our one rep max from a front squat and ascend if possible. Um, If not, try to stay at that same weight work on the position that you're holding the bar in, how it sits on the shoulders, and all that jazz. The same stuff that we've been talking about and hopefully you've been working on. Yeah, I'd say it's a fine day to go heavy. If you guys feel like it's strong, um, add weight. Then after that, uh, and by the way, we're doing 10 rounds of that uh, on a two-minute clock. So you're going to have a good bit of rest. Um, I did this already this morning, and during that rest time, I got on a foam roller. I worked on my lats a little bit because... Opening up my lats helps me to get my elbows up a little higher and set a better front rack position. Uh, maybe you're rolling out your hips, your legs, something. Uh, but spend those two minutes doing something to aid your positioning, to help your body. After we get through those 10 rounds, then today we are going to repeat a workout from the 2008 CrossFit Games. Uh, the final workout in the 2008 CrossFit Games was something that they called Heavy Grace. Uh, It was 30 clean and jerks at 155 pounds for guys and 105 pounds for ladies. And that clean and jerk required that you go through a full squat on your clean. Uh, This this is, uh, well, it's kind of okay for the first 10 reps. And then it gets really rough because your legs are just burning, burning, burning. They don't want to keep driving that weight out of the squat. Um, My strong recommendation on this workout, having done it quite a few times now, is that you do quick singles. I would not really try to hold on to that bar. Uh, it's, not, it's not worth it. It's a little bit heavy for quick cycled reps, and because you have to go all the way into that full squat, that 
couple second period while that bar bounces to a stop is is a much needed time for you to breathe and reset and just step right back up and pull it again this can be done quite fast with quick singles um i think it's the best strategy for pretty much everybody yeah understanding your grip in this one is going to be key if you guys are letting the bar go to the fingertips you're going to have a much harder time coming out of that squat readjusting the hands and then going overhead than if we maintained, we'll say, a thruster grip, or if we maintained a full grip on that bar, which is going to allow a much, much smoother transition coming out of the bottom of that squat, applying that power directly upward to get under the bar. Yeah, you can you can pretty much do this as a thruster or a mm-hmm. thruster jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, my preference is a thruster jerk, so that's what I used. I didn't stand and pause any of my reps. But if it's a little bit heavier for you, then you're probably going to need to stand and pause and then dip drive a jerk. Uh, it really just depends on your own capacity to move that barbell and move it well. After all that's said and done, hop on a rower, spend five minutes very slowly rowing. Um, nothing, nothing intense at all, just putzing around, catching your heart rate, or rather bringing your heart rate back down and catching your breath. Nice. Um, following that, we're going to move on to Tuesday. Tuesday, we're actually going to begin with our workout. Our workout is going to be Chelsea. It is... 30 minutes, and you guys are going to do it on the minute. Five pull-up, 10 push-up, 15 air squats. Um, For this one, if you fall behind on the minute timer, then the remainder of the 30 minutes is an AMRAP. So if we fall behind, we'll say 20 minutes in, we have 10 more minutes where it just becomes AMRAP style. Uh, You guys kind of lose that clock structure, and then you're just flowing through, um, trying to get what you can done in that amount of time. This one is written where you guys can wear a vest, right, I believe? Well, we wrote it that you may wear a vest, um, but we only encourage you to do that if you think you're capable of Mm -hmm. staying on that timer. Uh, For some people who are a little bit more advanced with gymnastics, doing, well, these are Cindy rounds, right? Doing a round of Cindy on the minute isn't too tough, so holding that pace feels kind of steady. If you're that person, then throw a vest on. It won't feel so steady anymore. It'll become challenging to stay inside that one-minute window. If you're not that person, I don't recommend you wear a vest. I recommend you try to stay ahead of the timer um, for the full 30 minutes and just let the workout come to you. Yep. I think the push-ups in this one are going to be the hardest piece, um, at least for myself. I know that push-ups, especially in a workout like Murph, um, are what get me and they wear me out. So I would say from the very beginning, I don't think it's a terrible idea to break push-ups to a quick set maybe a six and a four, um, something just to give you a quick little break. As long as you are finishing in enough time where you guys can stand up, breathe for a second, maybe re-chalk before that next round starts. Yeah, there's there's a lot to be said about playing a smarter game on push-ups mm-hmm. and knowing that you can claw back some time by just digging deeper on the air squats. Yep, Your legs won't quit, but at a certain point your arms will give out or your form will go to shit. Yep. And we really don't want the form to go downhill, so... Keep a good quality rep, break them into a couple bites, and uh, and speed up your air squats to make up the difference. Yeah, and just make sure you guys, we're not looking for like 30-second rounds. Um, if you guys are sprinting from the very beginning, expect it to hit pretty hard. Go out at a pace that is going to be maintainable for, well, 30 rounds, but for as long as you guys can make it. Um, burning out too quickly is definitely going to cause uh, a lot of issues. Yeah, I think this, this should play a lot like... Uh a lot like the uh, the dumbbells did last week, where we did that on the minute mm-hmm. cycle, that little DT like round, where we're going about forty seconds, 
about 40, maybe even 45 seconds, and then getting a 15-second break. Um, now, at the same time, this is not going to be nearly as much of a spike in heart rate as those dumbbells were. So you can afford to take 45, 50 seconds and only have 10 seconds to reset yourself. That won't be such a big deal, where if you did that in the dumbbells, uh, you were going to get really chewed up. So yeah, um, keep it steady. Keep it steady and do good reps. This is a great chance to work on gymnastics. After that, we're going to give you guys a little cool down. Um, we're just going to spend two minutes on a bike erg or a ski erg nope. and let you guys... Two minutes on each. Oh, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, on each. Um, and let you guys kind of just bring the heart rate back down, but still do some active moving. That way we can hit the next day hard. And as always, if there's some time left or you have time, friggin' hang out and stretch. Get on a roll or do more work. Uh, or work on your body rather maintenance is is all dependent on what you need personally the the stuff i do after class looks different than the stuff john michael does because we damage ourselves in different ways so make sure that you're treating your body and uh and giving it some some reset love on to wednesday Wednesday, we're going to begin with our workout again, and it is going to be another longer one. Um, this one's going to be a 40-minute AMRAP. You guys are going to do a 200-meter run, then 10 dumbbell split snatch, and then five lateral burpees over the dumbbell. Then we go up, and we go to a 400-meter run, 20 dumbbell split snatch, 10 lateral burpees over the dumbbell. Then we go to a 600-meter run, 30 dumbbell split snatch, 15 lateral burpees over the dumbbell, 800-meter run, 40 split snatch, 20 lateral burpees, and we continue going up by 200 meters in the run, by 10 reps in the dumbbell split snatch, and by 5 lateral burpees over the dumbbell. Until time runs out. Mm -hmm. So two days in a row of some longer workouts, but if you look back to Monday's workout, we did a lot of heavy lifts, and then a very short workout. Um, that, that heavy grace is really, we're looking at, it can be done in four minutes, uh, by some athletes, and maybe up to eight or nine minutes if, if that weight was a little heavy for you. That's a pretty short window compared to a 30-minute steady-paced workout uh, where you're stuck on a timing system, and then this, or I'm sorry, a 30-minute steady-paced workout on Tuesday, and then this 40-minute um, longer, drawn-out workout that you have to choose your pace for on Wednesday. Um, it's beneficial to go long. Right? We have to understand our capacity to hold patterns for longer periods of time. We have to understand how hard we can actually go out and sustain for longer periods of time. So don't be afraid of these longer workouts just because they're not in your wheelhouse. That's exactly the reason that you need to be showing up and doing them. If it's less in your wheelhouse, it's more in the toolbox of things that you need to be working on. Yep, and these longer workouts are definitely going to test your ability to understand pace because uh, that's a huge thing. It's easy to go out on Monday with a mentality of I'm just going to attack this barbell and get through all 30 reps. If I die, I die. Um, and that's not a terrible strategy for a workout that's that short. No, it's uh, a great strategy. That's exactly yeah. what it's there for. It's, 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 it's there to, to entice you to throw intensity <clears throat> into it. Yep, it's a, it's a hair burner where everyone needs to go out and everyone needs to have that mindset. Um, and if you have that mindset, you'll move it pretty well. Uh, but this is a workout where if you have that mindset, it's really going to catch you. So you need to understand how quickly you guys can move. Should you do the dumbbell split snatch unbroken? Um, should your burpees be as quick as you can make them? What does your running pace look like? All that stuff's kind of going to go into it. So understanding that um, is going to be really beneficial. And a 40-minute workout is a great time because you get a ton of time to work on what you're bad at, to work on that pace. Maybe work on the dumbbell split snatch or the burpee pace. Yeah, so, uh, well... In that pacing, put your blinders on. You need to worry about you. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about the people around you because uh, they're not you. 
right? The, the best way to make yourself better is to focus on where you're sufficient and where you're deficient and then hone in and beat down those deficiencies until you become sufficient there. Um, with the movements, running we know how to do, the dumbbell split snatch. Uh, if you guys watched the CrossFit Games um, and one of the later workouts that they did on the individual teams or uh, on the individual side of things in the Coliseum, they had dumbbell split snatches and dumbbell, uh, or actually rather dumbbell hang split snatches and dumbbell hang clean and split jerks. Yeah. Um, we'll shoot a little video explaining how these dumbbell split snatches are going to go. Basically, this is how it works. When your right arm is throwing up a rep, it needs to be your left foot that splits forward. And then you're going to switch hands, ideally in the air, and touch the floor, and then pull again. Now it's your left arm throwing it up, so that means your right leg needs to split forward. So we're on the alternate side, right? It's not the same side leg, it's the opposite side leg that is going to move forward in that split. Um, it's not a giant split. We're not trying to get way underneath that dumbbell. It's not that heavy. It's something we can move smoothly and consistently. We're just trying to shift the feet, make that quick little adjustment, and then practice our reset, our step back, which is a step back and then a step forward. And you could do it some faster way. Yeah, you could do a really, really small split and kind of cheap your way through these reps. But I strongly recommend that you do open up that split and make it semi-accurate as far as the length that you produce so that you can practice a good, accurate recovery. The same thing we use for a good, proper split jerk. Yeah, a while back, uh, you and I actually started working on some using our, our bad leg or our not dominant leg uh, for some split jerk stuff. And uh, the question really is, why should I do it? Um, why should I work on my non-dominant leg? And just know that if you guys are going to be an Olympic lifter and you're going to lift um, a one rep max, then I fully understand always working one leg, always working your right leg, becoming professional at it. Um, but for someone who's just trying to get fitter, being even is going to be really, really beneficial. Uh, we talk about it on burpees, not spinning in a circle and learning how to even it out. And the same thing goes with split snatch. Take that uncomfortable leg uh, and lead with it and see if you guys can get a little more proficient at it. It's a great skill that's not going to pay huge dividends when it comes to lifting heavy weight necessarily, um, but just evening out your body is going to be good for, uh, for me, it was back pain. I remember I had lower back pain on my left side, so Nick told me to even out my split jerk, uh, and that helped a lot. Yeah, it, it just makes you a better athlete, right? Mm -hmm. You don't walk with one leg, you walk with two legs. And same thing for running. And if we can balance out how our hips and our knees and our, our, our whole leg appendage works, then we can, we can better understand it and better operate it and keep it more, uh, more healthy and, and safer. Yep, I think there's a lot of benefit to this day. So We've got a little bit more funky stuff to finish off. A three-round cool-down. Um, Bottoms-up kettlebell strict press. Super light kettlebell. I want you to think about your good hollow positioning or, uh, or midline stability, rather. Not so much a hollow there while you press overhead. And then five single-leg RDLs. Holding a kettlebell again and taking it from the right hand and trying to put it down right in front of the left toe. So we're kind of crossing over, and that's going to force us to keep our hips pretty square and not do a rotational turn as we fold. Um, this isn't supposed to be fast or heavy. It's kind of more stretching and positional awareness. That's really what, what it's all about. Um, so after that long workout, cool yourself down by just going slow and trying to control some motion with lightweight. 
Yeah, um, that is it for part A of the uh, weekly walkthrough. Catch us on Wednesday. We'll release part B um, sometime morning to midday. Uh, Hope you guys enjoy this week, and we will see you guys in the gyms.